The city of Duskwall glows softly in the darkness of the Deathlands, a flickering candle refusing to be snuffed out. The tracks of the Imperial Railways connect it with the other cities of the Imperium, acting as the arteries that pump the tissue of the Shattered Isles with electrical lifeblood. Once it was the Immortal Emperor's own power that banished the dead from human settlements. But now, it is the lightning oil wielded by linebolts keeping the living machine of Empire free from ghostly infection. The pride of Duskwall prepares to depart, welcoming the passengers that have the courage to accompany the train on its eternal errand. back to Ghosts on a Train. Here we are. Um, the pride of Duskwall is just now about to shove off uh, from the city of its namesake, Duskwall. Would Load it, it up. Would it be hmm? shove off if it's a train? I don't know. They're gonna depart. Shut up, guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, hey, get off my dick, guy. <laughs> hey, we didn't introduce ourselves in the last episode, so hi, I'm Guy. I will be your pest. You'll be our pest? Yeah, our yes. pest. Be yeah, our pest. Greg, be our conduct. pest. <laughs> I thought it was clever. No, it's good. No, you really are the best at pissing me off. Just <laughs> kidding. Stefan, go. Who are you? Uh, I'm Stefan. I'll be playing Drix. I'm Hannah. I'll be playing Andrew. I'm Greg, the game master conductor you said fellow. That already. I know. I'm just. I just. He'll be like, everyone I, else. I don't know if we need to say it every time, but because we also say it at the end. We do say it at the end. We do say it. I at think the it's end. good to situate people in the beginning. That does yeah, make a I lot of sense. Just actually. a reminder, especially for our first few episodes. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. How are you feeling, listener? You feeling comfortable? Situated? Yeah. You're. You're sitting in the passenger car now. But we're not talking about the passenger car. Uh, the big thing, now there's there's always people that need to go to and from different cities. Uh, and so these electric trains will carry both freight and passengers. The freight that you guys are carrying now is the all-important lightning oil. And you have received a new train car called the Leviathan Belly. Um, and it uh, it's a big old tanker. Um, if we each have one, we can each do a little uh, detail about this uh, tanker car. Um, it can be a small one. It can be a big one. It's whatever. It's, it's, uh, I don't know if this will see the light of day, but the, the, the recording where we made the original train, but pretty much every NPC on the train was created <laughs> by, by this process. Uh, also, that's also a thing. You could get a new... I don't know, whale oil guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, guy, do you have a thing? Yeah. I imagine it is very round, but it probably has like little struts on the side so that it's got like a little flat top. One, hell to, yeah. Like, you know, wind resistance. And two, so that we can walk up there. Hannah, you got a thing? Um, You were very concerned about the flammability. I was very concerned about the flammability. Um, yeah, I think 
so it's lightning oil so it's also very conductive so maybe i don't want to just say another faraday cage because we've already used a faraday cage but they're um, cool they are so cool uh Maybe it's lined with some kind of dumb rubber or something. Yeah, that would work. It's got like some kind of protective lining okay. um, that that keeps the ghosts away from the lightning oil specifically, and like just the electricity that runs the train. Honestly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um. So hanging off of the sides, or hanging off the sides, about halfway down, or like down to or from the top where it's flat to about halfway down the sides of the uh or of the car there are hanging like clipping they're like hanging things that clip into our armor so that we can propel up and down from the sides of the car oh neat that's pretty sick uh i think maybe there's a a switch or something where should the need arise you could Gets you, you could like fuel up some of the lightning oil into the pride of Duskwall itself. Granted, you'd have to explain why you used the cargo, but <laughs> <laughs> there is an emergency measure. There's an emergency measure. Cool. And uh, any particular spot you want this? I feel like it's towards the back. Maybe either right before the caboose or right before the freight train. I think it's definitely, like, way, way in the back. Especially, yeah. like, to, you know, draw ghosts away from, like, the front. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, the, Pride really Duskwall, the Pride of Duskwall. The Pride of Duskwall has a locomotive on the front. Um, with, uh, let, me, <laughs> let me lean. Uh, with a uh, sort of scary face-looking light on the front. Uh, with fire belching out almost like a little mustache. There is a nice passenger car behind that with a Faraday cage. There is a crew car or bullpen behind that uh, containing some nice food storage and a Geist brand gaming table for you guys. Um, There's the office car behind that with several puzzles and lock boxes and super tough safes uh, all around Candace's desk. Uh, behind the office car is an opening uh, where between there and the freight box car you can climb to the top of the train. Um, the freight box car itself is horribly overpacked with an eternal rat problem. Behind that is the new Leviathan Belly uh, Leviathan Belly uh, train car uh, which we just described and be- behind that is the caboose made entirely of a metal on the outside um, with a one-use emergency uh, track switch, mm-hmm. and some and some uh, like basic suit repair stuff in the back there. You left out uh, my favorite part of the train, which is the weird corner in the office car that nobody talks about. Well, exactly. I don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a horrible stain. Nobody knows what it is. Also, the crew car has bunk beds, which I think is very important. Bunk beds, bunk beds, bunk beds, bunk beds, bunk beds. Let's focus. Let's focus beyond the crew car to the passenger car. As you guys are getting set up and you're putting like your gear on, getting ready. Uh, several passengers are boarding. 
Um, I don't want to declare any are more important than others, but some will certainly seem more interesting to you guys. Do any of you have a person who stands out to you? Uh, may I make a suggestion? Feel free to shoot it down. Um, I think the spy that I talked to last time is on the train. All right, all right. Loyal Hale. Loyal Hale. He's an Aruvian, um, and you know it's it's not very it's not suspicious at all. This technically, uh, if after Wintercliff, this train would move on to South Point, and from there he could go back to Aruvia. Mm-hmm. Still part of the Empire, of course, but perhaps he just wants just to return home. Nothing strange here. <laughs> Any other people? Like uh, you don't have to come. I don't want to make each of you be like, oh, I'm going to come up with a passenger now. But just if... no, no, no. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, all right. I think there's a man on board towards the front, towards the front of the economy section where he is, uh, or he is wearing like a pretty big overcoat and it looks as though there's like a hood and like a turtleneck or a turtleneck under that coat. That's all you can really see, but it seems like he might be here for some nefarious purposes is what Drix is immediately getting. Mm, okay okay just looks as though he uh he, he wants he wants to you know conceal his identity at a moment's notice okay huh. well you guys both did suspicious people which means i am left with i feel it is my duty to <laughs> put in someone who is not suspicious but just pretty weird i'm into uh, it so <laughs> um there is let's see um, there is like a tall, thin Cerverosi man who rides into the train on a unicycle. How did he do that? There are steps. I don't know. But he somehow went up the steps on his unicycle. Um, and, <laughs> and he's, I, yeah, that's my contribution. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's As unicycle way. man goes up. <laughs> Goes up the steps. Well, aren't I just plum tickled there? Oh, uh, I've got I've come all the way from dusk wall, dusk dusk wall. I, you know, we call it dusk wall around here, honey. Um, but it's great. I think you'll love Severus. It'll be great for our honeymoon. And um, uh, a young twelve-year-old girl comes up behind him. You made Unicycle Man the creep? How I'm disappointed. Uh, Andrel, Andrel, um, you sort of squint a bit, and, um, because she's wearing much nicer, like, magistrate clothes, but she looks an awful lot like the urchin who was wearing dirty clothes, but wasn't dirty herself. I knew it. Okay. And, uh... (laughs) I just wanted a nice man on a unicycle. Why do you have to go make it weird? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it would have been too easy if the suspicious guys had it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Suspicious guy is Akerosian, by the way. (laughs) The Severos guy, he puts up, like, his, uh, these hands his unicycle off to Trevor. Yeah, it's be sure to recycled. put that in the freight box car, you know, my my old mount. <laughs> <gasps> Drix, Quite Drix the stallion, I know. The 
drinks, you know it's not an it's not a horse, right? It's a unicycle. No, uh, Drix, <laughs> uh, I am acutely aware of the fact that it is a unicycle. <laughs> you don't like unicycles? Uh, I was indifferent to them until sh- mere moments ago when he referred to it as his mouth. <laughs> okay, fair. Oh. <laughs> 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 The Pride of Duskwall uh, lets off uh, a sound as it belches fire and smoke completely needlessly from uh, from the front. Completely and, uh, needlessly, lightning, but stylishly. But stylishly. Uh, lightning crackles electricity as you set out on the rails towards Wintercliff. What, uh, what are you guys... This is going to sound an awful lot like the first episode, but what are you guys doing now that there's no ghosts about? Uh... I think McKeel is doing something very unusual. He is not drinking. He's still sitting at the bar because he doesn't know really where else to be, but he's not drinking. <laughs> there are other chairs in the room. <laughs> oh my god. Well, they're certainly around the Geist brand gaming table. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Geist brand our, our, our favorite joke that is most certainly not going to get us in any sort of trouble. Nope, never would, never could. <laughs> Not with a Geist talk- brand gaming table. <laughs> Get a table for your stable. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. Think... Did we interrupt you, guy? Or are you? No, I was, I was just gonna go. All right. Okay. Uh, probably a few more times more, but like. <laughs> all right. Okay. I didn't want to know if you were done describing what Pip was doing, but saying all right, okay, that works too. And not like yeah. Thing with uh, Pip is Pip is in a very odd state right now because you see, he's thinking. <laughs> a dangerous pastime, isn't it though? Not mm. one for this crew. Mm-mm. I think. Angel is also thinking, um, because I think she wants to talk to this little girl and find out what the what the deal is, but she does not want to talk to Unicycle Man. (laughs) 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 And she is trying to figure out. Figure out how how to do one without the other. Uh, what's it called? Drix is, I think, peering into the crew car, just like. Are we not in the crew car? Or what's or not the crew car? Uh, the, uh, the passenger, passenger car? car. Yes. Drix is peering into the passenger car. He's trying to keep an eye on that guy. He doesn't like the look of it. Yeah, the turtleneck turtleneck guy or the motorcycle mm. guy. He also doesn't I like the look of the unicycle guy. Or the fact that he's marrying a 12-year-old, which really should be enough to set everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't... I feel like we don't have to sit on don't like the look of him. I feel like he's marrying a 12-year-old. We know he's bad. <laughs> That's fair. The Drix is looking after Turtleneck guy. Yeah, after some time, uh, Turtleneck Guy um, does stand up for a minute, and he, like, scratches his neck a bit. 
um, and begins to walk uh, towards the crew car. Uh, Drix uh, kind of like hastily backs away from the door and goes over to the bar uh, where he spots Nikhil not drinking. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, turn like uh, I opens up the crew car door. Something wrong, McKeel? Oh, um, sorry. Who who might you be? Uh, no worries. I was just going to check on my uh, freight, my luggage. I left something in my suitcase. Uh, what would that have been? Uh, a book. It's going to be a bit of a journey. Yeah. Um. I I, I gotta tell you, you probably aren't gonna find it in that freight train. You might as well, you know, if you go up to the engineer's or the engineer's car, uh, Trevor could loan you something. Probably pretty entertaining. I was in the middle of a very important text on the Church of the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh. It was very interesting. I doubt uh, other books would capture my attention. So, I mean, Trevor has all kind of things. He might have a book on the flesh at ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> Drix leans over and goes, Candace said we shouldn't let anyone into the overpacked freight chart, right? I, I... I don't really listen when Candace talks. But probably she was really unhappy that one time that I, you know, stowed away in there. <laughs> listen, uh, you are employees, yes? Uh, yep, yep, that is us. We are the we are the line bulls for this here car. My suitcase is orange with a flower upon it. If you could open it up and please retrieve for me my book, I would be most grateful. Uh, you know, we one of us might be able to head back there and see what we can do for you just a little bit. Shot not. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew puts her finger on her nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drix doesn't even bother because he knows Mikhail's not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, the, guy, the guy goes back. <laughs> well, I guess one of us should head back and see. It's me. I know it's me. I'm <laughs> All right, I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take a look at his. Uh, look at his bag. And, you know, it should be fine, right? Probably. Yeah, that's good. Um, Pip, put some alcohol in your mouth. What's wrong with you? This this whole image right here of you not drinking is really unsettling. What is wrong? <laughs> I think I learned a terrible secret. Of what is the it? The true nature of reality. What is it? <laughs> Pip pours himself a drink now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come uh, on! <laughs> Pip, you can't just float that and then not tell us. I want to know the secret of reality. <laughs> yeah, uh, I gotta say, you've actually piqued my interest quite a bit. I think. Maybe. Perhaps. We might all be ghosts. <gasps> now, how would that be possible? <laughs> I... So you you have my interest, but I do want you to explain the logistics on this one. So, like, the emperor mm -hmm. 
He opened the gates of death. What? <laughs> he, he broke he them, did his, he, he, he broke them. Drix, like, means... looks side to side and goes, uh, yeah, this is yeah, the... I, uh, I knew that the whole time. Mm-hmm. I that, didn't. That, that's the obviously, like, more important information to those. Where'd you hear that? But... Never mind that. But the Emperor, he broke the gates of death. So. Obviously. <laughs> things that... Everything here has to be dead, then. So we're all ghosts, I think. If, if we're all ghosts, what's the difference between us and the ghosts that we kill? Is there like like a double ghost thing? Also, what's with the emperor breaking the gates of death? Honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure that one out myself. Yeah, uh, I gotta say, I do not feel a big old hankering coming on for some lightning oil, so... I think you might be just a little bit, little bit off base. Maybe we're zombies or zombies hey, aren't hey. real drinks. Well, uh, so world building now. <laughs> uh, so, so there's not zombies in the traditional sense, not in the flesh-eating Romero zombies, but there is something not unlike the commonly held trope of the voodoo zombie. If a spirit is removed from a body. Uh, but not in the usual killing the body way. I if a spirit's just removed, uh, they become a hollow. Uh, very, very dim-witted, slow sort of uh, biological automaton uh, so, that will just listen to any, like whoever says anything to it, it will do it. And it so can didn't sometimes have, like, a speak, music maybe. thing for like when Greg explains stuff about the world? Bye. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was specifically, it, was. it was specifically Hannah doing one noise. <laughs> it was exactly that. Don't worry, we'll put it so, in yeah. post. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right, Greg? We'll put okay. it in post? Put it in post, yeah. So, yeah, so what I'm thinking is, you might be right on that, but we might not be goats, but we might all be hollows. Mikhail, punch yourself in the face. Mikhail does exactly that. <laughs> we might all be hollows. Drix, punch yourself in the face. Drix, Drix like, or he winds up his fist and then stops himself and goes, okay, I, uh, I don't think it, I, it didn't work all the way, so maybe. <laughs> Okay, so maybe just some of us are hollow. The three idiots. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe there's like a few living people out there, and when they command you, it's like stronger. See? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll have to we'll have to think about this some more. Yeah. I, I, I think I think this is a good first step for us, though. Mm-hmm. We're gonna blow this wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll come up with some kind of team chant uh, about solving mysteries and rewriting histories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna run to the back and uh, check on that bag now. Awesome, yeah. As you, he runs to the back... Um, you, uh, you, oh, as you open up the door, there's a bit of, like, a chill in the air. You're approaching Wintercliff soon, you know, like, 
seasons are sort of fucked in this world, but it stands to reason that it might be getting a little colder. Not Skovlin cold, but, you know, like, not even really snow, just icy and rainy. There's a chill as you, yeah, you, you head through the office car um, towards the freight car. Shortly after uh, Drix leaves, you do hear uh, sort of over, like, the internal, like, oh, did we do, like, a... We've got like a pneumatic tube system with magnets. Yeah, we do. A magnetic tube system, if you would. A magnetic tube system, if you might. Uh, so yeah, a tube message um, does come by. Um, presumably, somebody will open it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's it says. Uh, can everyone here read? Can I read? You, we've established you can read. Actually, okay. that was like a that was a thing. We were ple- you, you, we were pleasantly. Su- Candace was pleasantly surprised you could read. Oh right, because I didn't think about it at the time. <laughs> yeah, you you knew you knew the name of the train. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Angela, yeah, you can sort of make out. Um, I uh, don't mean to alarm you, but if uh, one of you light bulbs could come up front to the locomotive, uh, need some help. Uh, T. Angel looks at McKeel, considers asking him to do it. And then Mikhail has realizes, that like thousand yard stare. Yeah, then she realizes the futility in that action and she goes. Mikhail's goes actually up. gonna follow you. What? Kip's oh, gonna, okay. Kip's gonna follow you. You're following me. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's another like icy chill as you pass into the passenger car. Uh, you close the door and it walks past. Um, some of the passengers, and uh, you see the uh, the twelve year old girl looking uh, fairly miserable, looking out the the window, and in sort of reflection, she does see you. Um, and she turns, and she uh, she turns to Andrew. Excuse me, are you uh, Terry's dearest husband? Excuse me, I need to go speak to. You. A woman, you might not like my sister. She is. Uh, yes. And then the the the, the unicycle guy's like, oh hell, isn't that just precious? So I got myself a little well-connected magistrate's daughter. Yeah, you go out and have your girl talk. I was I was just regaling this man with uh, the tales of uh, me and Thunderbolt. Is that the unicycle's name? <laughs> That's so out of much. character. Is that the unicycle's name, you absolute <laughs> bastard? Yes. You groaned at my thing, and you do this. I just wanted a nice, fun unicycle man. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's, he's chatting up. He's chatting up some poor uh, passenger. Okay. Um. Yeah. What are you doing here? I'm the line. I'm the line bull. I work here. You mean to tell me you work on the rails? Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. I'm not really an urchin girl. I sorry I lied to you. I did. I am understanding that. I'm oh, sorry. I just thought you were a little dark urchin. It's okay. I was uh, an unaffiliated urchin, and then I stowed away in a train, and then they gave me a job because I destroyed some cargo. Oh, my. So now you're a bona fide train urchin. Is that the term? I don't yeah, know the terms. I'm a train urchin. Let's go with that. I'm into that. Who are you? You're, 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 uh, the lady the crier was yelling about. Lady, I guess, is a strong term. Oh, no. My name's Suzette. 
Is it? Yeah, I was just... Now listen, this works, works out perfect, like. Now, I know you didn't exactly help me with the gin. So you sort of owe me it, don't I'm you? I'm trying to help you with the... Why were you stealing gin? I just wanted to drink a little drink. I was about, I'm about to be married. I think I'm allowed a little drink. You see how old that man is? It is a very old man. And did he name his unicycle? Thunderbolt, yes. Oh. I've heard all about it. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. Um, Listen, I, if you're a really good train urchin, is there a way? At the next stop, do you think you could think you could get me off the train? I don't want to move to Severus at all. I will figure something out. Bless you, miss. You're, I know I told my husband that we're not unlike sisters, but I, I think I think now I could say you like a sister. I really would. Well, that was fast. Well, I mean, you're about to save me from a marriage to a Severosi old man. I'm gonna try. I will figure something out. Okay, um, do you have to go back now? Ugh, ugh, uh, I, ugh. what are you doing this whole time? (laughs) (laughs) Mikheel is staring into the middle distance as you walk to do. Mikheel, Mikheel, go take care of Trevor. Uh, then Mikheel is... Uh, almost zombie-like is gonna head off oh, to find I think Trevor. He is a hollow. <laughs> Hollowed by truth. <laughs> we call this a bit, and it's most certainly not going to get old in the slightest. Uh, Mikhail, Mikhail. I love this bit because it means I, a thirteen-year-old girl, can just order this full-grown man around and don't listen to me. Mikhail, as you start to head towards the uh, locomotive. Um, you feel that horrid chill uh, pass by you, um, wafting in front of you, ahead towards the uh, the locomotive door. Uh, uh, you you ponder that perhaps somebody has the window open. Um, but why would but, they do that? Uh, why would they do that? You turn and you see uh, a passenger uh, slumped over in their seat. Looking, uh, you know, a tad uh, blue in the complexion. Oh, bugger. Uh, can I poke them to make sure that they are not dead? Or are dead? Sure. Either one. Sure. Uh, you, you poke them. Um, and yeah, they seem, they seem pretty dead. <laughs> uh, are they wearing a hat? What uh, the fuck? Yes, they're wearing like that, like, cab driver hat you know the one i pull it down slightly over their eyes and face to make it look like they're sleeping oh my god and i'm going to go find trevor <laughs> Ooh, okay not to not to lead you too much and i know you're bad at it but in theory if you wish to investigate more you could employ one of your uh abilities perhaps <laughs> i think it's more fun for me to leave him there all right. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you now. open up the locomotive door. You open up the, lo- open up the locomotive door, and that uh, that chill passes along with you to the locomotive. Uh, hey, hey there, uh, Pip. What's the haps? Oh, are we going to do this? Oh, you didn't, you didn't gonna call do me in here. Specifically, me personally, for, for something. Uh, what are you talking about? I thought you, you usually hang out with the crew car. Ooh, there's foolishness about. There's there's chicanery. 
might become a full-blown shenanigan. Oh, that's that might be too far. Oh. That's that's There's dangerous. Less. So I can help you with McKeel? I don't understand. So it wasn't you that set the the thing in tube. No. Uh, go, uh, what? Uh, oh, like a note? Yeah. No, I didn't write you any notes. Uh, and as he's saying this, um, that severe chill, you feel it once again, and the uh, the fi- the the vanity fire <laughs> for the uh, the light uh, goes out and cools, and uh, you feel a ghostly presence begin to fully manifest itself now that it's successfully made it to the locomotive. We're gonna go back to <laughs> Colburn. <laughs> Hello, K Ben. Oh, has Drix felt this presence yet? <laughs> well, you did when you first opened the uh, the the door uh, to head over to the office car. You're right, actually. Uh, okay, so he just thinks it's getting a little colder out. Yeah, but when you when you come back, you, you you're probably able to find this book. Yeah, <laughs> and it is indeed. It's like it's tough. Okay, the Church of the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh definitely sounds like a sex. Definitely thing. sounds like a sex thing, and mm-hmm. the book it does it. You can't quite tell whether it is or isn't. <laughs> it's hard to tell the messaging behind this book just flipping through it. It seems to be implying that like our bodies are sacred and like being a ghost is horrible. So therefore, you shouldn't spoil your body. So never fuck or drink or anything like that. But at the same time. Uh, you've got that body, and ghosts can't do all this, so you should be having a lot of sex. It seems to simultaneously shame people who have sex or who don't. Oh, it's like Glee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to, shout out to Glee Watch podcast. Yes, everybody, listen to my Glee podcast called the Glee Watch, where I talk about how Glee simultaneously shames people for having sex and for not having sex on the episodes when it does that, which happens about three times a season. Heck wow. yeah, three times a season. Yeah, three times a season they have an episode like about sex, and there's always a lot of problematic shit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, uh, Stefan. Yeah, so 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 Drix is like looking. The cover of this book book is like somebody like self flagellating, and you can't tell whether they're into it though. Um, but yeah, Man, so this is just no wonder these people have so many hangers. <laughs> and you, uh, you, you, as you as you head from like the freight car to the office car, you were like you were remembering like, oh yeah, it was really chilly out, so you sort of brace yourself for the cold, but it's not mm. there. You're only like a cut like two hours out. <laughs> from Duskwall, so it's still, like, as warm as it was there. Drix pauses for a moment. Uh, you can see, or you can see, like, a little graphic come up above his head where it's, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's, like, two big dots and, like, a small dot bouncing in between the two of them for an unreasonable amount of time. And then his eyes light up and he goes, (gasps) There was a ghost! (laughs) Or, Would you perhaps <laughs> like to investigate further? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think I might have found a g-g-g-g-g-g-ghost. Uh, so yeah. All right, doll, well, I hope, are, are you in your suit? You're just standing there in the doorway to the office. <laughs> are you going to do something about the ghost or what? Yes, What do we even pay you for? Candace, Candace, I'm on it. Uh, Drix is on the case, and you can rest assured that uh, he is going to get to the bottom of all this. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to get on top of the car. <laughs> he put your suit on, you dummy. <laughs> you 
Yeah, no. That Yo. wasn't a character. That was the, the I don't know. I don't no, know. No, no, a no. Voice absolutely. in your head goes <laughs> The line bull who trained you, uh, Colburn, was a, a bit of a, a, a taskmaster of a woman. She like nonstop was just like, come on, dummy, Colburn, because you're so empty headed. Like mm -hmm. she was so sure you were going to die. <laughs> And against all odds, he has been able to set it alive with style. And her name was Hannah. <laughs> <sighs> all right. So yeah, Drix uh, turns around. I was saying, what you yelling at him in his voice? Drix turns around and like what looks, and it looks like he's gonna like go try to get up on top of the train. Then he like grabs at his stuff and realizes, oh right, I uh. I'm gonna go to the bullpen real quick first. And he, he goes off to the bullpen. Where he immediate where he tries very quickly to put on his things. Yeah, when you show up, there's just like um there's like uh some paper on the ground crumpled near like a pneumatic tube, and neither uh McKeel or Dunville are there. And their suits are still here. Uh he's gonna like He's gonna start putting on his suit, and like while he like has the thing, or like as he's like got it halfway on, he's gonna like shamble over to like the the passenger car door and you know peek in, see like as he's like pulling on stuff or pulling on stuff and like attach uh, attaching his mask, he's gonna like peek into the car and see if he can see the others. Yeah, you see uh, Andrel unfortunately being roped into a conversation next to this twelve-year-old girl. Uh, you, you can't quite make out the words, but fucking unicycle guy is talking to them both. Uh, Drix sighs so hard, and, uh, he, he, like, waves his arms and tries to get Andrel's attention. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Andrel, um... Yeah, so anyways, that's Andrew why you always gotta have a spare time in case else you get a to flat. Do. Cool! Um, anyway, um, Suzette, uh, I was gonna show you my, like, workstation in the crew car if you want to come with me. Oh, well, that's just plum exciting. I'd love to come, too. No. Sorry. <laughs> Capacity. I, I'd really like to go, though. Capacity. It's very dangerous, uh, for more than four people to be in the crew car. Oh, well, I'd love to go, though. Well, that's too bad. Well, I suppose, I, listen, you're you're a bit young. I don't know if I've got to listen to you unless you, I don't know, do something. I'm older than your wife. <laughs> also, I work here. Are you trying to impose your will upon me? Yes, I'm trying to impose my will. <laughs> Which is a straight roll because I'm not going to threaten bodily harm because, again, I'm 13. Actually, can I say, I kind hmm. Your force is one. You can threaten bodily You're stronger harm than an with, average person. You can have. You can have me. If your force is greater than okay. them. Can I? Do I have to threaten the bodily harm for me? Can I be like, it's very dangerous, and the ghosts. Uh, we need to be ready to get to the ghosts, and if we, if there are too many people distracting us, then you could get seriously hurt. We'll say, yeah, you can see, you can use that as the explanation. Okay. The implication of bodily harm. That's an eight total. Uh, normally this is, these rules are for forcing other players to do things. Yes. Uh, basically in my mind, certain characters might be more willful than others. This guy's just a chill guy. He's gonna be like, oh, well, that sounds horrible. Listen, you be careful of my sweetheart over I there. I will, come on. <laughs> yeah, you bring her back into the crew car. Yep. Um, okay. Um, hey, uh, Drix, this is Suzette. Uh, I, <laughs> I know that. You're real Are there any ghost tools uh, 
I real real happy to make your acquaintance, Suzette, but we have a actual problem real quick. Do you have any idea where Pip went? Um, he went to talk to Trevor. What's the problem? Uh, there's a g-g-g-ghost. Oh, that's bad. Um, Suzette, you maybe, like, hide here? Or you can go back and hang out with your husband and I'll, like, come back for you after. Don't I don't say know. no more, miss. I'll, I'll hide right here. Okay. I'm gonna put my suit on, I guess. Meanwhile, in the, uh, locomotive, so yeah. Guy, so yeah, so McKeel's there, Trevor's there, the, um, the, like, very small coal fire that, like, maintaining it is Trevor's busy work. Um, <laughs> yep. uh, it's, it's gone out. Uh, and yeah, there's, um, there's just, like, a cold, ghostly presence. You can't quite grasp the, the scale of it without goggles or anything. Um, is there but, any yeah. sort of, like, tools in the front of the car? That's up to you. Uh, I think there's, like, some light stuff in case, like, pretty much, like, as a just-in-case. Probably, like, just goggles. Uh, I, that's, like, specialty stuff. That's, like, like, that's, like, that's, like, the goggles, you, you mean, are the, um, those are the owls. Like, there's only one pair of those between the four of you normally. So but I'm gonna have to mind. say no on that. What could there be in here? So no, like, special suits. Maybe there's a... Uh, no. There's stuff for handling coal. And maybe like tinkering with electronics. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Electrical stuff, yeah. Uh, Pip's gonna grab the stuff for tinkering with electronics and try and basically activate that to try and like distract this specter. Ooh, okay. So here's my question to you: mm -hmm. Are you employing, uh, like, well, what are you employing? Do you think? Are you employing force? Are you trying to harm it? Are you employing, I'm not trying, like, I'm not steel trying to, to, like, try to, like, to, get it to go after you? Or, I, I'm or, trying to get it to go after me and, like, basically, like, distract it long enough to, like, get it away from, like, where it's going to actually do harm, where it is right now. Yeah, there, there, is, there is that, like, uh, locked closet with do not enter where there's a lot of important stuff. Um, cool, yeah, roll me steel then. What would you like? Like, what would you? What's the thing you don't want to do? Uh, thing I don't want to do. I think the one thing that I don't want to do is, uh, rage lose control or do unintended harm. All right, roll for me. Don't you hurt Trevor? That is a six on the dice plus two. That is an eight total. All right, you do one that you didn't pick. Um. So, I think, um, yeah, I think you, you get its attention for, for a minute there, but then you, uh, then you, like, panic and flee, so, so you go, you get it, like, away from Trevor, like, you, like, the cold seems to, like, stop sitting there, because you still can't grasp what this thing is, and then you're, like, Trevor's, like, like, freaking out in that wayfish voice of his, um, and, uh, well, now that like it's got your attention, you're like, oh, I forgot my suit, yeah, <laughs> and then I, you immediately I, I run into the, like, the passenger oh, car. Probably. Yeah, you run into the passenger car, and uh, the chill follows you. <laughs> cool, great, awesome, perfect. At the same time, you two are entering probably the pet. Or you, where, where were you guys headed? I think I'm. I don't think I should go back into the passenger car because then Unicycle Man will ask questions. Uh, so I was probably just staying here getting my suit on as Drix went into the passenger car. Yeah, that makes that's sense. What... 
So do I? Yeah. Do I see Drix on the other side? Yes, you do. Like, like Drix, you like enter and uh, you you enter in what like your full suit. What does Drix have on? Yeah. What's what's your role? What, what's your role oh, yeah. today for I us? I think uh, I think Drix's role today is the, s- the spider. Yeah, I think it's the spider. Hmm. So now here's the situation. Colburn, you enter. Everybody's a little like paying attention to you. Like, oh, why is he in a suit? Um, and uh, you're wearing the the spider. So you got uh. We've got the big lightning web thrower and a bandolier of new spirit bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, from the opposite way, you see um, a panicked McKeel comes by, uh, comes in through the door. Uh, a chill coming up behind him and a, uh, a passenger that was like, seemed slumped over in their seat, uh, like falls over as, uh, as McKeel enters and like shatters <laughs> on the ground. Blue skin. God, slam it. You've got to be kidding me. This. Oh. McKeel, out of the way! Working on it. Rhino Pasquale is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Our intro and outro music by Sebastian Black. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville. Played by me, Hannah. Adrian, a.k.a. Drix. Badge name Colburn, played by me, Stefan. Pippin, Pip, McKeel. Badge name McKeel, played by Guy. And I have been your conductor. Greg, if you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 yours Faustian Nonsense thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours.